And I don't think you'd be sitting where you were if you didn't have somebody. Because I know, I know anybody who's getting on, getting on in life, getting on well, has invested in themselves. And then, yes, it, it's money, it's time, and it's energy. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of Goals Do Come True with me, Doug Bennett. Today, I am joined by Derek Rowe. Now, I saw Derek's profile and I saw his pinned post and it intrigued me. And I'm not going to go into the full details because I am not going to be able to do it justice. Suffice to say, there are a couple of routes that people can take in their lives. Some are pretty shitty and some are pretty cool. And this guy's done both. Derek, we'll forgive you for being a Liverpool fan. <laughs> but over to you. Tell us a little bit about your backstory, how goals fit into your life. And you're going through a lean period at the moment. Yeah. Well, first of all, listen, thank you for having me on, Doug. And to all the listeners who are listening or will listen to it, I appreciate everybody for taking their time out. My name is Derek Rowe. I'm Irish. I hope you can get that from my Irish accent. So yeah, quite a backstory. Listen, we will blend it all in together, Doug, especially goals, because goals, I only did actually a live trend in my group about this last night and how essential it is to have a target to reach. So for me, we'll go back, listen, we'll transport back to when I was young. I grew up on a farm. The one really, I would say, good asset I have is what I was taught was hard work from a young age. So when we were four or five, listen, we had vegetables, so we had to get up at a specific time, sometimes four or five in the morning to get out before the sun came up. So, you know, we earned our pocket money and we knew what work was about. And that was one, it's an essential quality. Personally, I think is lacking in most people. I think most people are lazy and self-entitled now. Everywhere I go and if people are willing to have patience, if people are, I suppose like I actually seen a post and it was a guy walking up a hill. It's not a sprint. It's a hill walk to any type of success. And this doesn't matter whether it's fitness, business relationships, it's time. And I think we're sold a load of bullshit lies. At the moment, by analysts and social media has a lot to blame for it, but the news, I won't get into that part, but back to my farming story anyway. Listen, there was a lot of fucking madness going on in my house. So I suppose my reaction to that was, I was a very closed off young boy. My mother then left and I, I stayed with my father. I decided to stay with my father. And from that moment, Doug, I would say I wanted to change my identity. And identity is something big, actually, people I work with people on as well. But I didn't want to be Derek Rowe. And it's sad to say that now where I am now and who I am, but that's where I was at. And I got an infatuation with drug dealers. There was a local paper. It's called The Sunday World. It's the show all the gangsters. And I was enthralled with this. Jesus, I want just do anything to be a gangster. So school came around so i thought what does a gangster do he goes into school and he picks fights so i was getting into fights i got expelled and then i met the wrong people and you could say i went on an apprenticeship now it wasn't a very successful drug dealer start selling a bit of ash so i'm giving a full-blown account here now okay to, to you and your listeners just to give them the picture of my life so this went on till i was about 16 i then moved to london i had a stint in london i you know, I moved house to house. I parked a lot. All of this meeting some crazy people. So came home, tails between the legs, not a pot to piss in. I actually was on the boat and I had to drink tap water on the boat home from somewhere in London anyway to Rosslare. 
tap water. My mother collected me, right? She brought me back home to my father's. My father, the first thing he said, get your work clothes on. You're getting out back to work. I was there. Okay, let's do it. So back to work. So I said, right. The money was decent working with my father. He expected a lot, but I liked it. You know, you know, it teaches you how to be a man, but it teaches you, like I said, that good work ethic. So that was fine. So I start back into the drugs again. I was selling ecstasy tablets on the weekends, but I was making about two or three grand out of this now at 17, 18. So it wasn't, it wasn't a bad living. I got in a bit of trouble. I got cost with a certain amount of tablets and, you know, the lawyer basically said, yeah, you're fucked. You know, you're looking at time size there, right? Okay. So it transpired, the warrant was 24 hours out of date when I seen it. And thank God I paid a lawyer a lot of money to look into these things. So by the skin of my teeth, I got away with it. So I said after that, I said, I'm not doing that part of it again. So I still had that infatuation, that drive. And obviously, you know, we will get into drive using it in a positive way. I was using this in a negative way. I was a very negative person. I wasn't your typical drug dealer. I was wanting it for business and I was wanting to make money and I was greedy. That's just how my life was. And I wanted people to look at me and respect me. All the wrong type of actions to get that respect, by the way. So I got into wholesale and I was very clever, we will say about it. I'm not going to say I was smart because I don't promote this to anybody, but this is the facts we're dealing with. So I started wholesaling cocaine. I had five people once a month. I'd arrange deals from my phone. I'd get two people to collect it. And I made a lot of money doing that for many years. But the consequence to that, I was obviously an unhappy person. I took cocaine daily from morning to night. I was an abusive person towards people. I was abusive towards myself. I had feelings of suicide, I would say, daily. Now, here's a guy, if you're looking in at me, he's 23, drives around in a car worth 100,000 euros. He's bought his own house. He has all this bullshit clothes, Gucci clothes, all the, listen, this is just the way it was. And if you looked at me, yeah, he's happy. I was dying inside and I didn't want any of it. So for me, I used to need to take a break. I'd go on holiday for a couple of months and go, you know what? I'm going to give up this life. But I'd go to Australia. I'd go to the Bahamas. I'd go to America. And all I'd do was I'd sit in the pub and in a nightclub and do the same thing again. True, really negative relationships, because I'm sure you have an idea. Energy attracts energy. And when you're in a low vibration, you're, you're attracting low vibration people. So... There's no relationship ever going to work out. But obviously in that world as well, Doug, there's unsavory people. And I wasn't a violent person. I could stick up for myself. I wasn't your typical, because I grew up on a farm. So I suppose that people are building a picture in their minds right now. A farmer becomes a drug dealer. It's a weird combination, but this is, this is what. <laughs> it's the truth. It's and the you know, story. I mess. I just people like my personality, I think. And these were, I suppose, people that... Maybe growing up in a farm, you wouldn't generally meet, but they were attracted to me. I was attracted to them and I got in with, and I seen a lot of stuff I shouldn't say. I've had a couple of friends, listen, who aren't with us. And most people are either going to end up buried or they're going to end up locked up. Luckily enough for me, I used my brain a bit more because I wasn't one of these straight dealers. I was a bit more, I would say smart. I don't want to say clever and I don't want to put any words like that on it, but a bit smarter. But it was always going to come to an end because I abused so much cocaine. I was very paranoid. I was very depressed all the time. And I'd go through these stints of, oh, do you know, poor me. And I'd call my, one of my brothers, come in and here I am. I'm sitting in my house in my boxer shorts. There's bottles of whiskey, fucking ounces of cocaine. And he's going like, what are you doing, Ryan? Giving it all up now. I swear to God, all this. And 
couple of days later, you're back, you're back to, and my family were embarrassed me. My mother didn't want me in the house. And I can see, you know, the connections, they look at the news and look at the newspapers and they connected something like that back to me. So I do get all of that. And really my life was crazy. Then I had all my friends were into the same thing. And now back, there was about six of us back then, two of them, sorry, committed suicide. Two of them were murdered and two of them were locked up for 10 years because a kilo of cocaine gets you 10 years. So I got to 28 years of age and I decided to go to Australia. I have a sister in New Zealand, sorry, and I went to Australia first in Melbourne and I'd never gambled. Um, I've seen a casino. I said, fuck, this is cool, isn't it? Cards, Texas Hold'em, what's this today? I know every shit. <laughs> so I went and lost a load of money, but I said, when I go home, Darren, I'm going to start gambling and I'm going to give up the party lifestyle. So went to New Zealand, had a great time, did the usual party and blah, blah, blah. Went back to Ireland. Derry kept his word. Within a year and a half, I'd lost everything. Hadn't a pot to piss in. I had to move back to live with my father. So I was 29 and a half now and the depression really kicked in and I couldn't get out of bed on a daily basis. I was afraid to look at someone in the eye. I was embarrassed of myself. I went from what I felt there to ground zero very quickly over gambling. So I was in, it wasn't only the casino was the main thing, but it was actually horses and everything. And I began, and I'm ashamed to say this, but I, I was robbing and I used to look down on people like this and go, I'd never end up like this, but it's just, you know, the mighty fall. And I think it can teach life teaches some harsh lessons. And we'll get into that and finding solutions and stuff shortly. I had a few court cases as well coming up. So I had a probation officer and he just went to me. I started crying. I was just there. What was look at my life? And he said, you know what? I believe in you. <laughs> I was there. Well, you're about the only one who believes in me because no one even wants to talk to me. And he said, would you go to treatment center? And I said, right. Do you know what? Yes. And they'd pay for it. So it was a 7,000 now for a month to go here. So I went in, I was asked to leave after two weeks because I had sort of kicked off a relationship with a woman in there which you shouldn't be doing. And I said, where do I go? I've nowhere to go. So I stayed, but they did, they offered me another place and it's a place in Waterford city, so Southeast Ireland, a place called Camel. And I did, it essentially saved my life. So it was a house with nurses and counselors there for guys, guys ranging from 18. I think the eldest there was 64, right? So, you know, quite an array of different types of characters. So when I went there, we were all sober and I always had leadership qualities. It's one thing I learned from when I was doing the drugs and when I was younger, I can lead people. So I just said, I looked at these people and I'm not saying they needed any guidance. I just took it upon myself. I said, if I lead by my actions, because I was into the gym from an early age and I'd always kept the training and the nutrition part up. So I said, listen, who wants to come to the gym? And in fairness, they start following. And there was a good vibration going. There was good energy. Now I was doing good and I felt good. So I spent 10 months there. And the thing about, I don't know about recovery and about treatment, there's not a great success rate from it. There's about maybe one in 10. And again, out of that house, 10 of us that I was originally in the house, four of them are dead. Two of them are locked up. And I don't know what happened to the other three. It's just life really is mad. Like when you think about it like that and you think of statistics and numbers, so I got out, I got a little apartment, no TV, it was fine. So I used to read books and I was living on about 100 euros a week. So I said, I'm going to open a gym. And people go, how are you going to do that? You've no money. I said, I'll show you. So I used to get on very well with my landlord. And I said, you know, anybody around the city that, you know, there's a place I could go and view. And he brought me to a few places. Now, obviously, they weren't 
very desirable, but you know, I had a vision. So I went in, I said to your man, listen, I, I'm just out of this house. I'm going to be honest. Don't have any money. He said, right. Tell you what, if you come up with 400 euros, I'll put a toilet in it for you. And Doug, if you're saying that you wouldn't have put your dog in it, right? A kennel would have been better than this place. But I, I took him up on the offer. I then went to the local government and said, I'm looking for a small loan just to buy some small bits of equipment to set up a class. And he laughed and he said, there's a year waiting list. And I said, so that this was the reception. I said, where is the guy's office? He said, you can't go in there. Just pointed out though, went straight in there and I sat in front of him and said, listen, I'm after putting 400 euros I don't have on a place. And I told him my story and he said, fair fucking play to you. He says, I'll give you a thousand euros. And this is how my life started to get back together, right? So this was eight years ago. And it's been a fucking long journey since, believe me, to where I am now. So the gym went from, it was taken over. There was taken over. And then we had saved money. I was with a girl at the time, the mother of my child. We had about 2,000 euros saved. And I was following a guy online, a mentor. And this is the power of coaching as well, as you know, the power of having accountability and the power of having someone with you. So he told me a lot. So we invested in him and my gym went from very little to making a lot. But my issue was still back in the day when Derek felt he was a king. Oh, let's employ people now. And Derek went back on the cocaine for the next few years. So the gym, I built a castle, I burned it. I built a castle, I burned it. This kept happening, Doug, for till I was really till 18 months ago. So I've been online now two years. Okay, cocaine is gone. Vices are gone. My responsibility to people I met two years ago was to be a man of my word and was to be a man who led by his actions that inspired people around him. Now you talk about goals, right? I could say a lot more there, but I think it's more important we get into the important stuff because that at the end of the day, a story is only a story and it has to lead somewhere. Whereas when we talk about a goal, it is, yes, it's essential to have a target, but I think where most people overlook, it's the daily activities, it's the daily next action steps. Because if you look at a target, the way our brain works, and what I work with people on my company is, it's really mindset mastery and fitness mastery. I do the mindset and have a couple of the guys on the team to do the nutrition and the training side of it. And it is a perfect blend because the internal world, once we can cultivate that right, we will say attitude, strong emotional resilience, which builds a strong character. And then you build a strong body, teaches us some discipline and some baseline commitment. That is, for me, it's a really nice blend for anybody, whether you're a business owner or just a person who fucking wants to step up in life. So with goals, what I find is very overwhelming. So I don't care whether that's, I want to earn X amount a month or I want to lose X amount in six months. In someone's mind, they're adding legs to it. They're adding this and it's, it's not happening. But when we're able to chunk it down, I think this is the best thing I can say to the viewers and to you today. When you can chunk something down into, break it down into enough actionable next steps, it becomes easier to achieve. So you're actually enjoying the process on a daily basis. Now, if you want inspiration, look up, okay, this is where I'm going. But if you live there, you'll never get there. Now, the question, and this is powerful, that I would ask myself when I get everyone to ask that works with us, when you have a decision to make, ask yourself, is the decision you're about to make going to take away from your life or is it going to add to your life? Now, when you can, you know, frame certain language around that, because it is a reframes a lot of my work, reframe, you know, a salute, an obstacle into a solution. But that one question can save a lot of lives because the more you can add, obviously, the more success someone can attain, the better they will feel about themselves, the more confident. And for me, 
it's showing people there's opportunity. It's showing people there's possibility. But at the end of the day, me or you can't fucking babysit someone. We can't hold your hand, but we can lead, we can show. And it's a powerful thing then when people actually take the advice and they apply it across their life because you can apply a lot of these methods and principles. It's simple stuff. Now, I'm not saying it's easy because the day-to-day grind and building that momentum sounds great and sounds great now as I'm saying it, but at the end of the day, you're going to come up. We do not live in fantasy land. We do not live in a perfect world. And this is what I said earlier. I think we've had a load of bullshit. Yeah. Now everything is, uh, you know, you work hard for a couple of months and you deserve that. We deserve zero. We may have to work hard for years and then we get a breakthrough. Now, maybe some people get it a bit sooner. I'm not saying I don't want to bring luck into this, but I think for nine out of 10 people, they've got to really roll up their sleeves and do work for years to achieve what they want, right? Good starting point is a few months, of course, once you build that foundation. But that's to do with uh, with the goals. Goals are essential, but you want to live in them, forget about them. It's about breaking them down into enough action of the next steps. Listen, I find that works. I'm not saying it's for everybody. And I know it works for my clients and it works with the people we work with. So... There is a bit about me. <laughs> I don't know if anybody else is just thinking, fuck me. <laughs> Hello, I hope you don't mind me interrupting this episode. Just wanted to tell you about one of my other businesses, which is DB Wealth Planning and Preservation. We do cash flow modeling, lifestyle financial planning, and wills and trusts. So if that's something that's on your agenda, if you want to see what your future looks like, well ahead of the game, then pop over to my website, dbwpp.co.uk, and we'll help you create your future and protect your assets. So that's dbwpp.co.uk. Anyway, let's go back to the podcast. Because that is a story. And I know that's the abridged version that is cool. There's other stuff in there and we're naturally going to make sure that Derek's stuff is in the show notes so you can reach out and find out more about his story in there. But the breaking down into chunks, it makes so much, so much sense. You know, when I'm talking about goals and goal setting, it's like, you know, get some goals to cut your teeth on. Something to start, you know, which is relatively straightforward and relatively easy because you're bang on with what you say there. You know, if the goal's too big, you've just got no chance. Your brain's going to go, well, like, what, what chance? Really? Why? It's not sensible. So breaking it down into, you know, actionable steps. Very, very, very good stuff. Now, so you do this for your clients. That's good. You've got a method is it the draw method or the D-row yeah, method? That's that so draw method. So you can take that whatever way you want. But I suppose D-row, it's, there's no dots. So draw method, we like it. It flies off the tongue nicely. And this is a new company. So we're in our third month. We have a very good team put in place. And for me, you see, it goes back, Doug, to what I was saying. I love fitness, but I didn't particularly like teaching it. Whereas what saved me, by the way, was was a mentor and who was still a mentor in my life who I met three years ago. I listen, I went through counselor after counselor and I'd, Jesus, I'd come out and I'd be more depressed going like, I have to manage my life. This is what I was told. I said, I don't want to fucking manage my life. I want to feel good. Mm-hmm. Now, again, we don't live in the perfect world. So I don't want to say, hey, 
we're going to be happy 20. That's not possible. But what is possible is you can change your mood and you can change your state. And we talk about energy and lifting energy. And that could be listening. It could be going for a walk. It could be going to the gym. It could be talking to you. You know, automatically our energies align and we lift, but people don't understand it. And they, when they're down, I'll get a bit deeper into this, right? There's only two ways people can cause their own hell or they can cause their own heaven. And that's true picture, which is vision, or true sound, which is generally their self-talk. Now, knowing that can be a powerful thing, but it's to be able to adjust that to work for you. So I that's a whole different other podcast, by the way. But so once people know, that's how I do a lot of my work through changing the pictures for people, deleting, replacing with IE like you do. Hey, have a goal. Let's do it. And then actually some, when you do break it down, you have something to work towards yeah. because you, you mentioned something when you were talking and what struck me was this, it's the little steps you see, the more little wins you stack up, the more confident someone becomes. So it's like, where can you win? And I think people put so much pressure on themselves, but it's not about, like I used to, oh, you have to work 16 hours. That's bullshit. And another good one I have, and I say to people is this, focused action determines your results. So whether that's two fucking hours or four hours, maybe it has to be eight hours, that's okay. And we're well aware sometimes, as you know, you do have to step up and do many hours. But essentially, yeah, what you said was bang on because it made me think of a couple of extra stuff for your viewers. Excellent. Well, that's what we like. That's what we like. You know, I like my podcast to be succinct and effective. And you've done that. That's amazing. But in your story, I mean, you, you know, it's a shit place to be. And you can turn it around. And that's the other thing. It's like anybody can turn it around. Anybody. With uh, some help more often listen, than not. Listen, I've said it in my group last night. I said, listen, that the training was around this, by the way, was around goals with a bit of mindset thrown in. And I left with it like this. I said, and it was, it was a probably, it was a call to action. Let's be honest. And I said, accountability, that's is key. Yes. You have to be accountable to oneself. But the multiplier to your results is hiring a coach. It's as simple as that. I would not be here. I would not be here. I would be, I've either possibly killed myself. And that's that's just being straight up. Mm-hmm. Because I couldn't have kept going, building, burning, building, burning. Like that was just causing me so my that negative behavior in my life and told you have to manage your life. Like I was told I was clinically depressed. I was told that, but I have no symptoms of any of those today. Because I found out how the mind works and how you can adjust it to work for you. And when it comes down to the pictures and the videos you play, and you can remove them and replace them with something else and with the self-talk, it really is a powerful combination. But you need somebody that you're accountable to. Well, listen. As well as yourself, you know. You know, yeah, but it's essential. Yeah. And I don't think you'd be sitting where you were if you didn't have somebody, because I know, I know anybody who's getting on, getting on in life, getting on well, has invested in themselves. And yes, it's money, it's time and it's energy into people who you trust, which obviously goes without saying, you have to trust somebody. Yes. And, and, and that's part of the reason why, you know, I, I get so many different variations of coaches on here so that people can go, do you know what? I really gel with that. Yeah. You know, and they can find out a little bit more and then, you know, and, and if that works, that's cool. Now, I'm going to have to pull it in, right? Yeah. But we need a Derek Rowe goals-based nugget, something that we've not touched on before, 
we've not mentioned, but it's the thing everybody needs to know. The one extra thing that everybody needs to know about goals and goal setting, according to Derek Rowe. Yeah, well, pretty simple. Like, listen, okay, let's use an example. I'll just give an example. And let's just use fitness because it's probably the simplest one. But again, when I'm using fitness, you can transfer this over to anything else. Now, we talked about chunking down. So what does that look like? So we'll peel back the onion on this. So just say, Doug, you come to me. Hey, I want to lose 20 pounds. Cool. We're going to run and whiteboard 20 pounds. Now we're going to peel that back. Right, Doug, that's two pounds in 10 weeks. Now let's peel it back and go, so what has to happen? What are those action steps? So then we write out our action steps. Off the top of my head, I'm going to go straight away. Three-way training sessions, Doug. Cool. Three cardio sessions. Cool. Can you eat three clean meals? Yep. Can you sleep eight hours a night or a minimum of six? What about two liters water? Yep. What about not watching Netflix Monday to Friday? Yep. Can you still have a few drinks if you like, Doug? Yes, you can. On the weekends, you can enjoy that with a nice Indian. And you can still go out with your missus or your boyfriend or whatever that maybe is. Now what we've done, we've went from, oh my God, 20 pounds. How the fuck am I going to lose that? We've peeled it back and now we have action steps. Now you take a notebook out or you take your iPhone and you put in Monday, Wednesday, Friday training, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday cardio, meals every day, but with your little reward at the end of the week, you have your Indian, you have your food drinks, you have your bar of chocolate, if that's what you wish, and you stick to that 80%, you get your two pounds, and in 10 weeks, you get your 20 pounds. This is exactly the formula. Now, you can. that's a simple formula because it is fucking simple. <laughs> it's that simple. Now, there might be variables in there, okay? Shit may happen. Someone might piss you off, but... A nugget to that one then is you reframe it and you expect things to happen. You say, I think people think there's there's this road here and it's just a clear road. But when you can actually go, I always expect stuff to go wrong. So when it goes wrong, cool, no problem. Let's find a solution to it. Because really, an obstacle is an opportunity, is it not? Is an opportunity to find the solution. Now, am I here saying, oh, you'll find a solution straight away? No, I'm not. It could take you a hundred times. But will that bet build your strength of character? That's up to you to answer. And there you go, folks. There's the solution. <laughs> Derek, I could listen to you all day long. We've all got things that we need to do, but that was awesome. Thank you. Problem, y'all. No, thank you for joining me. And, you know, it was, what, three days ago? Yeah. That I saw you, and here we are. That's called action folks. That's a nice tone to leave on action. Take more action. (laughs) Thank you, Derek. Thank you. Thanks, Doug. Thanks for listening. Don't forget to review and subscribe on Apple, Google or Spotify. I'd love to hear about your goals. You can share them with me at dougbennett.co.uk. 